Knock, knock. Who's there? It's the first. The first who? The first episode of the Russian Moscow Mission Podcast. Now, welcome your hosts, Elder Nicholas Olsen and Elder Clark Stewart. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the brand new Russia Moscow Mission Podcast. I'm Elder Olson. We're here today with Elder Stewart. We are your hosts, and we're excited to be with you. But before we get started, let's kick it over to the Veronish sisters. Hello. It's Sister McCrane Stebeck. Hey, guys. We are here to read the mission scripture, DNC 100, 3-4. I will start. Behold and lo, I have much people in this place, in the regions round about. And an effectual door shall be opened in the regions round about in this eastern land. Therefore, I, the Lord, have suffered you to come into this place, for thus it was expedient in me for the salvation of souls. Sweet. Miss your faces. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Sister McCray and Sister Beck. We're going to try and start off the podcast each week by reading the mission scripture and make that a tradition. Anyways, let's get into the nitty gritty of the podcast. So, the purpose of this brand new podcast is to inspire, entertain, and uplift. We hope that this will be a chance for each of you to learn, to grow, and and to better fulfill your purpose as missionaries. So each week, we're going to try and interview two missionaries and release it every Monday. Anyways, let's go ahead and kick it off with our first guest. All right, everybody. We're excited to introduce the first ever special guest on the Russia Moscow Mission Podcast, coming straight out of Boise, Idaho, Elder Maxfield. Maxfield, how you doing, my man? I'm doing great. It's great to hear from you guys today. It's awesome. We're glad you can be here today with us. Other Maxfield, how's Z-Grad? <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. You know, I think one of the <laughs> one of the greatest parts about this whole thing has been been our trio. I really enjoy serving with my my boys, Elder Elder Russ and Elder George. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> That's awesome. That's we we enjoy your your flute specials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Elder Russ's got a he's got a knack for the recorder. <laughs> well, all right, Elder Maxwell. So, you know, we're obviously really excited to have you on the podcast today as the, the first ever special guest for you to, to drop some wisdom on us. Obviously, you've been uh, serving the longest in the mission at this point. So, so we're really excited to, to hear from you and, and hear what you have for us. Yeah. Elder Maxwell, just give us a quick kind of one minute rundown about yourself. Kind of let the mission know a little bit about who you are. Yeah, for sure. So I'm Elder Maxfield from Boise, Idaho, like they said. I come from a family of five boys, so I'm the oldest of five boys. Um, my my younger brother is is going to BYUI right now online. The rest are still in, still in high school and middle school. Um, like they said, I've been on the mission for some time now. Today today is actually my two year mark. So, <laughs> oh, wow. it's, yeah, it's it's been pretty crazy. <laughs> a nice two years, man. Um, yeah, and when I when I go home, I'm planning on studying information systems at, at BYU. And I love to play the piano. I love running, um, volleyball, ping pong, and making music. Did a little bit of DJing also in high school. So, yeah, that's a little about me. There you go. Other Max with the jack of all trades. He also failed to mention <laughs> that he cooks better than Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's kind of you. Well, sweet, Elder Maxwell, we want to kind of get into some questions today. But before we get into some of the other questions, I got to ask you one thing. So some people around the mission have started to call you Atiet Legi. 
due to your spiritual <laughs> knowledge and leadership. <laughs> what are your thoughts about that? Um, first of all, I believe it's Papa Leggy. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Yeah. Uh, the second is that I don't I don't quite have four sons. I only have or or six for that matter. I've I've only got three, but uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's kind of an endearing title. I I like it. <laughs> uh, well, that's so, awesome. Yeah. Alright, well let's get into the real questions today then of the Maxfield. So our first one right. for you is what was your greatest accomplishment before your mission and how did you get there? Great question. So I, I thought about this one a little bit and I think I think one of the biggest accomplishments that I had was um taking fourth place in the in the Idaho State eight hundred meter race. Um my senior year of, of track wow. and, and, um, you know, it didn't, I didn't always start off with like having a dream of, of winning the 800 meter race. I mean, it's pretty specific, pretty, you know, it's not like a huge thing. Um, in middle school, I actually, I actually wanted to play soccer and I was, I was planning on joining the high school soccer team and, and continuing on there. But, when I when I got to high school and I started, you know, practicing with the team before tryouts, there's this group of guys there. They'd all been playing together for some three, four years on this really good club team. And so I was pretty discouraged. I didn't think I was gonna make it. I didn't even actually try out for the team. And I decided to to join the cross country team. Um, just, you know, kind of keep keep in shape and, and keep going. And so, you know, running Running that was never my dream, per se. Um, but I realized that about like third or fourth race into cross country that I could actually be pretty good at it, and that um, you know this was something that that could fit me, something I could really pursue in in high school. And so um, I I ran for the cross country team all four years of high school and the track team, and I improved quite a bit freshman and sophomore year and I was pretty excited as to where I was going um but uh about junior year I kind of plateaued and I was kind of like well this isn't working out for me I'm not I'm not really sure I want to keep doing this because you know it takes a lot of time and for anyone who's run cross country before they know it's it's a really painful sport <laughs> um you know your your workouts are are pretty intense you are spending a lot of time um just running and that can it, it has its its rewards and its setbacks um but i i enjoyed it and so i kept going with it and i realized that i was actually doing a lot better in track and so i kind of changed my perspective over to there and and i kept improving my mile time and so i was set on the mile i was like okay i'm gonna be I'm going to be this really fast mile runner. But um, senior year of track, I got IT band syndrome. Um, that's a really, it's not like a super serious injury and it doesn't cause any lasting damage to your body. But um, what happens is your, your IT band, which runs across the outside of your knee, gets really inflamed. And so it makes it really painful to run. And so, um, in order to kind of treat that and curb the pain, uh, my coach advised that I didn't like run the mile anymore. 
And so the mile is kind of the question. <laughs> and so here I was, you know, senior year, this is supposed to be your best year. And I was, I wasn't going to be able to pursue my dream of becoming a really good mile runner, but you know, the 800 was still an option. And so I decided to keep doing workouts. I did some bike workouts, so I didn't have as much strain on my legs. I would run with the 400 runners and eventually I got my time down to something like 159. Um, and it was enough to seed me for the state meet. Um, but I, I think I was only like 16th or 20th seated in the state meet. So I wasn't expecting anything big. And then the, the meet rolls around and what happens that day is, um, you know, gun goes off and I had decided beforehand that I was going to try a different race strategy. I was going to try, um, <laughs> well, basically just gunning it and trying to hold on. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, I took off, I took off and I, I was, I think I was in, in sixth place, like after the first hundred meters. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to hold this pace. But I decided to to hold on, and um, I actually ended up taking fourth in the race. And I, I PR'd by two seconds, got it down to 157, and um, it, <laughs> I, I had a hard time not throwing up after that race, but it, it <laughs> taught, me, <laughs> taught me a lot of lessons, man. <laughs> it, was, it, was, uh, it was really cool to see the hard work pay off. Um, some, of the, some of the lessons I learned from that, is first off, it can take some time to find your niche, what you are really good at. Um, you know, it took my whole high school running career to find out that the 800 was my thing and that that was what I wanted to, to do. Even it took some some injury to get there. Um, the second thing I learned is it, it takes a lot of long, diligent work to get good at something, um, even when you've got setbacks. I think, I think year-round, we had probably two months off of running and there are days that I, I absolutely hated it because uh, my body would just not be totally recovered from the day before. And, you know, we'd have like a nine or 10 mile run in the foothills of Boise. And that's, that's not how you want to start your Saturdays sometimes. Um, and I think the last, the last lesson I learned um, is that you have to be willing to take some chances. I didn't know how that race strategy was going to work in the, in the 800 meter, but I decided to give it a shot and I figured, what did I have to lose? And so if you want to see some success in things, you've got to be willing to take some chances. You have to be willing to step into the unknown. And honestly, that is, those three lessons that I learned there um, from that, from that accomplishment have been instrumental in my mission. So I'm really grateful that I got to learn those from that experience. That's awesome, Elder Maxfield. You know, I think we've definitely seen the same persistence and diligence that, that you've shown and that you learned um, in tracking cross country, definitely here in the mission. So that's awesome. Well, thank you. <laughs> so the next question we have for you is uh, kind of more of an interesting one. What was the scariest moment of your life? And what happened? Well, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I've lived a pretty sedate life. Um, there's, <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing too exciting to to really mention here. You know, there's been a couple 
run-ins with with drunk people on the mission those are always fun but um i think i think honestly speaking the scariest moment for me was right when i first got to the mission um you know this is kind of back when the mission was in the in the state of you know we're trying not to break the law we're trying our best but there's not really much we can do and so i actually i had no idea what i was going to be doing for two years of my life when i first came onto the mission and so that was honestly just like the fear of the unknown right there it was really big i just remember that whole plane ride flying over here was <laughs> that was that was a rough plane that was a rough plane ride to say the least oh yeah we all, we all remember that yeah so I'm sure serving with Elder Vandenberg could have been a little scary as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was uh, actually, I think he, he helped it because um, he, he was so just relaxed about everything. <laughs> I was yeah, like, we miss him. Yeah. Good guy. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, Good days. well, awesome. Okay. We'll go ahead and move on to the third question now then. So tell us about your favorite experience as a missionary, where it was, what happened, and all that. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's a lot of experiences that you can, you know, that, that people like to share about their missions, things that really stick in your memory. Memory Baptisms are always a, those are always a great experience. Um, and, and mission conferences are a lot of fun. I think my, one of my favorite ones, though, is when we were, I was with Elder Gilmore. We were in Kohovski, and we were working with this this less active that I think missionaries have worked with for uh, over two years at this point. And this guy, you know, he he would come to church on and off, and we were, um, you know, sometimes we'd be pretty frustrated with him because he he seemed to be pretty um, pretty repentant to one meeting, and he he wouldn't be uh, super on at the next, and um. This particular day, we had decided to just make burritos with him <laughs> in the Kohovsky building. And we did that. And, at it again. <laughs> you know it, man. <laughs> um, and we, we just started talking with him about how much the ward needed him and, and asked him, you know, what his plans for activity in the church were and, and what, um, what was preventing him from coming. And he said, he said, he told us something very interesting. He said, when I go there, I just don't feel clean. I have a, I have a hard time coming to church because it's all in my head. You know, I don't, I don't feel right being there. And at that point, the spirit kind of took over and Elder Gilmore and I just testified that the church is a place um, for imperfect people. It is, it is the hospital of the spiritual world. <laughs> And, and we talked with him about the atonement. We read out of Mosiah chapter 14. And I just remember the spirit really said, settling into that meeting. And it was, it was such a special experience. I did, <laughs> guys, I've never, I've never cried on a lesson before, but that was the one time that I cried on a lesson. <laughs> it was so strong there. Wow. And, awesome. and I just remember his prayer at the very end of the lesson. And he prayed so hard that he could be saved from sin, that that he'd be able to change his mindset. And it was it was the most sincere prayer that I've ever heard a Russian give. And and to this day, that is ingrained in my mind as one of the you know the spiritual highlights of my mission. 
just seeing a guy who who really was trying his hardest to repent to, to use the power of the atonement in his life um and so that that's something that i hold really close to my heart and that's something that i think i'm going to remember forever That's incredible, Max. Thanks for sharing that. All right. So our last question for you, other Max. Well, obviously, you've you've had an opportunity to, to train several missionaries and to work with a lot of younger missionaries uh, with your vast amount of, of knowledge and wisdom. And so we wanted to ask if you had one minute to give advice to a new missionary uh, who just came into the mission, what would you say? And, and what leads you to say that? I would say don't beat yourself up. It's, it's okay to not be perfect or great or even good. Heavenly Father only expects us to improve, even if it's just a little, a little improvement at first. And not only do you feel bad when you beat yourself up, but it affects everyone else around you. And that's something that I didn't realize for a long time. Um, I kind of hit a, a turning point in my mission when I realized that I was denying myself and others a lot of happiness because I couldn't, I couldn't stop finding fault with myself. And that doesn't mean that we shouldn't have high expectations. And that doesn't mean that we don't repent. But it does mean that we're not, hip, that we're not hypocrites. And we don't have to feel like we're bad missionaries if we have a bad day. If we are struggling to overcome weaknesses and, and challenges or we aren't seeing any progress. It, you know, it's all about your attitude towards improvement. I would think... I would say that's the biggest lesson that I've learned on my mission. And I don't want others to repeat that mistake because, because that can be a really painful experience. Sometimes. And so I, I just wanted this mission to know that you are all amazing missionaries and you have, you have nothing to beat yourselves up about. You know, I'm proud to have served with every single one of you. Yeah. Thank, thanks. Thanks. Max. But that was awesome. Um, Elder I just want to thank you for your leadership, for your kindness, for your example to this mission over this past two years. We know you still have about a month left with us, but we're, we're just grateful to have the chance to meet you before what you've done for all of us. Mm -hmm. I know that uh, this mission has definitely seen your impact and, and been influenced by you, Elder Maxfield. I know even the first three weeks of my MTC experience when you were there leading the way, you know, you seemed light years ahead of everyone else, so... We, we really appreciate everything you've done here, and I know that the, that the Lord has also appreciated you. So thanks for joining our podcast today. Yeah, thank you, guys. It was a pleasure. Elder Stewart, that was special. Elder Olson, what an absolute legend. It's just not often that you get to meet people like that in your lifetime. It's true. Well, all right, everybody. Let's hear a message from our sponsor, Sister Winter, with Corona Cooking. Hello, this is your sponsor, Mama Baker, the only person who can truly say that dreams have come true during this quarantine. In this kitchen, dreams really do come true. We have made coronies, lemon drizzle cake, croissant ring, and so much more. Delicious treats. Who cares about the calories? In this kitchen, we're all about happiness. And this week on Corona Cooking, we are going to be making scotch eggs. If you don't know what they are, you best be tuning in Wednesday at four. See you then. Wow, you know, Other Olsen, that cheesecake last week sure was pretty good. Yeah, by the way, do we still have any of that left? Um, I think Other Hawk may have had the last piece. All right, welcome back, everyone. We're going to now get into our next interview with Sister Bustrova. Привет, Sister Bustrova. Привет. Как я расставил? Привет. 
Нормально, холодно. Ти служила в многих городах. Какой город, по моему мнению, самый красивый? Ну, я всегда говорю о том, что в Зеленограде я была летом. Поэтому, наверное, Зеленоград это самое любимое место мое. Ну, это понятно. Вот так Ну, ладно. Так что, сестра Быстрова, у нас есть немного вопросов для тебя сегодня. И мы будем рады слышать твои слова, твои ответы, твою мудрость. Поэтому спасибо, что ты пришла сегодня. Мудрость. Ага. Вот, да. Давай, первый вопрос. Систер Быстрова, расскажи нам о твоем самом большом достижении до твоей миссии. И как ты этого достигла? Um, не знаю, можно ли считать это достижением, но я написала диплом за два дня. И защитила его на пять. Да, за два дня. И даже на пять защитила. То есть на самую большую оценку. Молодец. Да, я не, не стала бы советовать кому-то повторять это. как долго обычно этот процесс? Ну, обычно за полгода дают тему, и как бы в течение полгода ты пишешь диплом. Окей. Классно. Ладно. Да. Куда ты хотела бы путешествовать и почему туда? Ну, вообще было бы классно еще раз побывать в Англии, но только теперь не в МТС. Ну, это понятно, конечно. Да, не знаю, там было очень красиво. И я была в одном храме в Англии, теперь я бы хотела побывать в другом, который в Лондоне. Почему нет? Здорово. Класс. Окей. Сестра Быстрова, расскажи нам о самом большом бальцевении, которое ты видела, пока ты была на миссии. И как это произошло? То, что сестры разрешили носить брюки. Это чудо. Это чудо. Да, только... По Божьему проведению, больше никак. А если серьезно, то, короче, те люди, с которыми я познакомилась здесь, ну, и как члены церкви, так и миссионеры, с которыми я буду общаться и потом. Да, это правда очень большая благословение. Мы согласны. Классно. Хорошо, спасибо. Последний вопрос к сожалению уже. Если mm -hmm. бы ты могла дать какой-нибудь совет новому миссионеру, что ты ему сказала бы? Mm. У меня старейшина может тоже уже спрашивал этот вопрос. Как наш дистрикт-лидер. Я бы сказала то, что с некоторыми напарниками будет тяжело, и я не могу посоветовать, что с этим делать, но что о, любом, о любой сложности стоит сказать президенту. Ему нужно знать. И причем не только о том, что сложно, но и о том, чего вы хотите. 
А уж дать вам это или нет, он может сам решить. Понятно. То есть ты, ну, сказала бы, что ты много училась от своих напарников? Да. Не только от опыта служить с напарниками? Нет. Как напарники же разные бывают. Поэтому есть те, от которых ты учишься от того, что ты служишь с ними, а от кого-то от их мудрости. Тоже. Ну хорошо. Сестра Большова, есть у тебя какие-нибудь слова или мысли для нашей миссии, которые ты учишь сказать в конце? Это очень хороший вопрос. Ну, не то, что вопрос. Я не думала над этим, но может быть просто пытаться понять людей, которым мы служим здесь. Понятно, что особенно для нерусских это может быть тяжело, но тем не менее все можно сделать, если захотеть. Спасибо. Это очень хороший совет. Спасибо. Пожалуйста. Хорошо, сестра Бойстрова. Спасибо огромное для всего. Спасибо. Для нас. Серьезно. Мы будем скучать по тебе скоро. Sweet. Okay, we just want to give another quick thanks to sister Bustrova and other Maxfield for jumping on the show today. This mission is really going to miss them, their leadership, their kindness, and their example to all of us. You know, Elder Olson, for our first episode, man, not too shabby. Lester, you might be right. Well, all right, everyone. You may be wondering how we select the people who we interview in these episodes on the Russia Moscow Mission podcast. And so we've developed a system where we will pull names out of a hat from all the missionaries in the mission, and that is who we will be interviewing each week. So at this time, we'll be drawing them. I'll start. Drum roll, baby. All right, next week, our first interview will be Elder Maroshnichenko. Woo! Woo! All right, I'm up. Elder Stewart, you're not going to believe this. Back-to-back Idahoans coming in. Sister Bartlett. Oh, man. All right, so you heard it. Second episode, we'll be hearing from other Maroshnichenko and Sister Bartlett. So prepare for that. Awesome. So yeah, we just want to give a quick few shout-outs to some of the people that helped us put this together. The first big shout-out goes to Elder Moser for being the executive producer and helping bring this all together. We sure love him. We also want to thank President and Sister Anderson for their never-ending support and their love for us. Awesome, Elder Sisters. We're, we're glad you're able to listen in today. We're excited to be a part of this with you. More than anything, we're excited to be part of the Lord's work here. We love you all. This is Elder Stewart and Elder Olson signing out. Let's go create history. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Russia Moscow Mission Podcast. Make sure to tune in next week as well for a brand new episode. My name is Elder Stewart and I'm here with Elder Red III. Until next time, stay sane out there.